this is Matt. And this is Amy. Thank you for joining our discussion about the challenges and joys in marriage and parenting. This is the ride of a lifetime. Let's go. Hello, hello. Hello, Amy. How are things? I'm doing well. Where in the world would you like to visit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Take me away. That's your answer. That has always been my answer. And you've been really helpful in getting me a lot of different places in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, Truth be told, I actually really don't like traveling. I love exploring. Like I love getting to the destination. But unlike Amy, Amy loves to fly. I really don't like flying. Yeah. Uh, it's just not comfortable. It's not enjoyable. I don't love long drives. But I love experiencing new places and new cultures and new culinary cultures. So, you know, a plane ride or a car ride is, is just a part of that, and it's well worth it. Um, and that's something that has not always been a huge part of our marriage. So I know we're talking to people out there who have, you know, families with small children, and maybe it, it's certain things are not, are not possible at, at that stage of your life, it, like it wasn't for us uh, when we had four little ones, five and under. But I just wanted, we wanted to spend an episode talking about, I, I think, the importance of, of traveling and what that has meant to us and how it has transitioned over the years from when we did have little kiddos to where we are now, where we can leave our kids at home by themselves for almost a week. And I'm, I don't want to say they're completely okay because we still have lots of check-ins, but... <laughs> They're certainly capable and, and everyone's doing well. So just some tips and experiences we've had along the way about that getaway time for your marriage. And not, I wouldn't even say, I don't, I don't think of it as much anymore about as getting away as it is just growing and experiencing and um, learning together. So, mm-hmm. well, I would say this tip number one is you just have to reserve the room, buy the plane ticket, rent the car, whatever whatever it is, you just have to put it on the calendar and commit to it. Mm-hmm. Because there is always a reason not to. And, you know, when we travel, we share pictures and, you know, our experiences of wherever we are. We don't post pictures of all every time we get a phone call from home um, or when I'm up at three o'clock in the morning because of the time change, taking phone calls from work, you know, we don't post that, but that that's reality. Like that happens. And so there's, there are always reasons why it's not convenient, why now is not a good time, why we just need to wait. But unless you just commit to making it happen and put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Like if this is something that's valuable to you, then you just put the money on the table. And even that, like financially, you know, it's not like, like we don't have huge travel budgets. We shop and and look and try and keep things pretty tight. You know, it can be hard to let go of that money to make that trip happen. 
but you just have to you just have to do it that's that's step one yeah yeah i mean the money's gonna go somewhere either way right. so we we hear a lot of people say oh i wish i could do that or oh i'd love to travel or i'd love to go here try that or do this and uh, i mean it's so easy to keep saying that and time just keeps going and yeah. going and going and going and you just have to yeah just book it because then you've made this commitment and yeah. obviously if something out of your control yeah, happens, yeah, 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 yeah it happens you can always cancel but if you don't put it there it's never going to happen yeah and you know as far as budgets go i think there are so many tools you can use now to look for deals and savings and shop prices. Like one of the things you can do is in looking for flights, I will go on Google and go to Google flights and you can, you know, put in where you want to go and then you can shop your flight by, by day of the week and by month and see how the price changes day by day and week by week. And so you, if you're planning your trip, far enough in advance and you have flexibility, you can get the cheapest flight. And then you can also set up notifications so that as the, you know, if you don't purchase your ticket at that time, you can wait two months, three months, whatever, and see how, and get notified when the price goes down. So there are different ways you can look for savings, um, and, and opportunities to travel, uh, at a less less expensive price point. Mm -hmm. We have never been the type of people, and, and there are people out there who love to go to the same place for vacation every year. And that's fine. Like, if that's your thing, that's great. That is not us <laughs> at all. So we, mm -hmm. we love um, variety and change and things that are different, things that are kind of quirky or out of the ordinary. Or um, So we've never... Like, we don't have, like, a hotel loyalty program. That's never been our thing. Mm -hmm. We use Airbnb. We love just meeting people and talking to people who are engaged in the community locally where we're going. And they know the ins and outs. And for us, a big part of that is knowing the good restaurants or mm -hmm. the places that you wouldn't find through traditional marketing uh, methods. Yeah. We've had the best conversations with different people. Like our recent trip to Alaska, we were able to talk to the lady who owned the cabin where we stayed. And she was a wealth of information of things we would never have known or found out about, you know, but we just hung out with her and talked and it was just super cool. And um, there's been other instances like that as well, where we're staying in someone's home or one yeah. of their homes, you know, or a part of them. It's a part of them. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into making this space beautiful. And even that aspect is really cool for me because I love looking at how d people design their homes or their spaces. And we've had some really funny stories as well. Remember that time in Las Vegas when the guys had uh, had mirrors floor to ceiling in the shower and everything. Every, Every square inch was mirrored. I mean, it was impossible to escape yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
That, that was, was weird. That was probably on a budget. <laughs> yes. That was like. Oh my goodness, that was funny. in their house. Yeah. Thankfully, we had our own bathroom, <laughs> but we were like, oh. it was basically like renting a room. It was very yeah. awkward. Oh, yeah. that was weird. Yeah, so we've had some great experiences and some very weird experiences. Yeah. But, I mean, that was like, you know, we, we went to Las Vegas for like 60 bucks a night. I know, it was so yeah, it cheap. Was so it's cheap. So cheap. Uh, oh, yeah, and then there was this other time. The that boat, we- the boat. <laughs> oh, no, that was another one. <laughs> See, you got to rent places and experience them. <laughs> you have so many stories. So the one time we were we were traveling and... Uh, we were driving all the way to Florida and we really, we were pretty sure we could make it, but we were getting tired. So I just started Googling Airbnbs and I had this brilliant idea. Let's stay on a boat. That'd be so fun. Right. And so you were driving and I was trying to find a place and I found a yacht and I'm like, whoa, this would be so epic, you know, to say we spent the night on a yacht and of course, there were some yachts that were a couple hundred dollars a night. And then there was one that was not, <laughs> that was under a hundred dollars. And, you know, being conscious of our budget, I chose that one. And the pictures looked pretty cute and everything. And I thought, this is going to be a really fun experience. So we, we book it. We were a couple hours away yet at that point in time. And we arrived at this dock. And we found the boat. That was challenging. Well, the dock was so dark. It was very it dark. Was, and it was like behind a restaurant. It was kind of like you were walking down a, a poorly lit alley. Yeah. Like it just didn't feel, it felt off. It felt very strange. Yeah. And we finally, the, the ad said that the boat would be lit by out like string lights, like it would have lights mm-hmm. all around it. That was kind of, because there's all these boats, like how are we supposed to find the boat? And there was no lights. But I found the boat because it matched, the. I mean, it matched the pictures, but it was very dark. And so we, I'm like, I guess this is it. And we hop over onto this very dark boat and we're poking around a little bit. And I'm like, um... This is weird. I went into, I went downstairs to where the bed was and immediately felt claustrophobic. And then I f- was, had my iPhone like flashlight. Yeah, we, were just, we were like scoping it out just with the flashlight on your iPhone. Yeah, because it was dark and there was like human hair on the bed. The fan had so much dirt in it. The faucet was cracked. It it was so gross, and I just I looked at you and oh, and we'd called the guy between us looking at it and well, since I the think, lights were off, we'd yeah, called him to say yeah. the lights are not even on. Like you need to come and you know turn the electricity on so we can stay here. And between that phone call and us looking around, I told him I told Matt I was like, you have got to tell the guy we are not staying here. We need our money back. Like this is unacceptable. I was so grossed out and. He arrived and he was trying to like, oh, he was trying to smooth talk us into staying. And yeah, I was, I like, was no, no dude, I was way. Like, there's like, like half an inch of dust on the fan. Like, this is so gross. <laughs> it was so disgusting. So we left and we ended up driving the rest of the night all the way back, all the way to Florida. 
And it wasn't that bad. I think that woke us up. We got all riled <laughs> up. We were awake then. So, yeah. Yeah, we were definitely ready not to sleep there. So. Yeah. So, um, anyway, what not to do. Don't always go for the cheapest. Don't always. <laughs> yeah. So, then the other thing we experienced that was kind of funny was when we went to New York and we wanted to see, you know, New York in the fall. Oh, and my gosh. <laughs> so, it looked so cool online. And honestly, it was really neat. It was this little shack and completely glass floor to ceiling looking over this pond. I mean, it was beautiful. And our first night was pretty nice. And then the second night, the heater quit in the middle. But there's a lot more to that story. Well, yeah, it was was early October in upstate New York. And... So, you know, it was gorgeous during the day, but at night it, it got cold. And, you know, I think part of it with the kind of the explosion of the Airbnb world, um, you have a lot of people who are putting together these like glamping sites and, you know, some of them are well done and some of them not so much. So we got one that was like mostly well done, but there were just a few little things about it like that we didn't know that you had to replace the propane tank for the heater in the cabin. <laughs> that was on you to swap that out if needed. And we had no idea. You know, two or three o'clock in the morning after the heat had been out for two hours, we're like, man, it is freezing in here. In addition to that, we were mad at each other about yeah. something. And so it was icy all around. Yeah. But anyway, that's. And it wasn't out. The shower was outside. Yeah, the shower was outside. The Not, toilet was outside. Yeah. So. Mm, was the toilet out? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't even remember that's what it was. You had to walk down the path. Oh. <laughs> you never used the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember that at all. Oh, dear. Anyway, all that to say, we've had some very fascinating yeah. experiences, and some have been great, some have been, you know, not really memorable, and some have been memorable because of their craziness. Not as enjoyable, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that would be my. My one tip is sometimes sometimes it's okay to splurge and... Or just don't pick the cheapest one. Yeah, yeah. And take your time to do a little bit of reading about it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just read, read through the reviews a little bit. Do your due diligence a little bit to make sure you know what you're buying. Yeah. As much as you can. Yeah, because our kids will all remember the time that we went to that place in Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, that was awful. That was... The washing machine was rusty and... It was the strangest house I've ever stayed in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough said. So what's another tip for traveling? We always use Turo, which is very much like Airbnb, but it's for cars. So you are renting someone else's car. That's been really fun. That. Have we ever had a bad experience? No. I mean, we've gone the very cheap route where we've like rented someone else's Dodge Caravan. Mm-hmm. You know, which, and it was what we needed though, and yeah. it was perfect, and we were able to traipse a lot of people around in it. Yep. Yeah. For for really not a lot of money, you can rent something really fun. Like we in Florida, we got a like a brand new Mustang convertible. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah, for like three days, it was really cool. Yeah. And then for my birthday, you rented my dream car. 
That's right. G class wagon. Yep. Mercedes G wagon, which was super fun. And that was just for like 12 hours, (laughs) hours, 24 hours. Yeah. And yeah, that was fun. But generally speaking, we kind of go for the everyday. Yeah. Something that it's always been very comfortable and often really simple transfer of keys and vehicles, whether it's like at the airport waiting for you in the parking space or whatever. Anyway, that's been really good and we highly recommend that route. Mm -hmm. I think what can really highlight or deteriorate a trip is a good or a bad meal. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We've had both. Oh, man. And sometimes the bad ones are even more memorable than the good ones. (laughs) That's true. They make for good stories. So, one of the most memorable bad ones was on our honeymoon. (laughs) I didn't realize how... Important? Angry (laughs) Amy got when she was hungry. How important food was? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I was 19, and this was 2002, so there were no smartphones, and I didn't really do any research on, we were at a bed and breakfast, so breakfast was included, and we, I I don't know, we we didn't have any other plan beyond that. we just planned breakfast. So the one day... We had our breakfast, and it's, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, and I think we decided we would go for a walk and find somewhere to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking, and... Oh, my goodness. I probably asked you, like, what do you want to eat? Oh, uh, yeah. That whole... Uh, it's a whole That's a whole marriage podcast in and of itself. <laughs> so, we finally... How we ended up at this bizarre little place. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a I wouldn't even call it a restaurant. There maybe there might have been like two tables inside with I don't know what it was. All I remember was Amy ordered the mashed potatoes because she likes mashed potatoes and gravy. The gravy literally literally was neon green. Literally. Uh, and the, and the mashed potatoes were instant because I yeah, can tell. Which is a sin, isn't it? It's a complete sin. And I was so angry about everything, about being hungry, about the horrible food, about you not taking care of me, mm. <laughs> about neon gra- gravy. <laughs> so I think I ended up getting you a Snickers bar or something. I think so. And I don't, somehow. Oh, man. Somehow we figured it out. Obviously, we're still married, so. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some really funny food experiences as well. But a lot of good ones. And I would say, Amy, you're you're really good at navigating Google reviews. And somehow you're really good at finding the little niche cafe or restaurant. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for me. I enjoy doing that a lot. And I think, I think part of that is just talking to people. Mm-hmm. And you get you get a sense for the food culture of the area that you're in. And does it does the food culture of the area you're in trend with what you like? Yeah. And you kinda mm-hmm. see what's going on with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so definitely take the time to read reviews. Look at look, usually there are pictures on Google. Just familiar, you know, get as much information about where you're going as possible, and and then read the room once you get there. Like if if you get a bad vibe, if the parking lot's empty and no one else is eating there, <laughs> don't be afraid to yeah. go somewhere else. Like uh, this is you know. We've all, done that. We've sat yeah. down, gotten our water and everything, and we looked at each other and we're like, uh-uh. nope, this and is not going to work. We just get up and leave. We haven't bought anything or ordered anything. We're not rude, but we're just, something else is calling us. We yeah, must hopefully, go. <laughs> hopefully you can, I mean, you can kind of get a sense of what you're getting into before you're seated. It's so much but, easier now with all the online stuff. It is. It is. And reading menus. And sometimes, sometimes some of the best places are, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't find them necessarily without talking to local people. Mm-hmm. So, another traveling tip, I would say, as much as you're able, try and make a habit of bringing your kids with you, and and just make it a, a kind of this is what we do. I think getting out of your your comfort zone and experiencing different places and different, you know, subcultures, like every region of, of our country, even though there's kind of the American culture, there are subcultures in, in all these different regions. And, you know, seeing that just, just expands your mind. And I think it also, we've talked about with our kids that I think it helps your kids see like the world is full of number one, so much cool stuff, so many amazing things to see, so many amazing people, but also so many different opportunities that, you know, you things you might not even consider as career or life opportunities exist in different places around the world. So you know, as much as you can, as your family grows or changes or whatever, bringing your kids with you, that that's not a burden. I think that's a huge opportunity and privilege uh, is, is a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And I would say also on the flip side to make sure you plan trips without your kids. Too, sure. Of course. You know? Yep. Not because you don't want them along, because every time you and I travel without them, we're like, "Oh, we wish the kids were here." Yeah, yeah. We want we want them to see what we're, we're always seeing. Texting pictures like, "Oh, you guys got to come see this." <laughs> like we would have if you would have <laughs> bought our tickets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's important to make time just for yourselves as well, yeah. Yeah. away from the family, to refocus and and everything else. And but yeah, it's. You can't use one or the other as the right way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there, I would also say that there's not the magical age where your kids are old enough to travel with you because we've had some amazing trips with newborns. Yeah. We've had some amazing trips with middle schoolers and yeah, toddlers had, and high schoolers and We've gone yeah. to Central America twice with, with newborns, children that were less than six months old. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's the easiest way to travel because you just hold them. <laughs> That's all they want you to hold them, feed them, change them. Yeah. And I think especially 
in some of those other cultures, it actually opens doors because yeah. they just adore the newborn babies and children in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that was a really cool uh, experience as well to see how much our kids were loved by these other people. Mm-hmm. And I remember shooting off the idea of taking a road trip as a family. Mm-hmm. And at first it felt a little bit like that's kind of crazy. And then the more we settled into it, we just decided we're going to do this. And I forget how many months ahead, maybe like four or five months ahead is when we started planning it and setting it in stone. And we, we, the only thing we booked was the end of our trip, Airbnb. Like we, we booked that. It was the halfway point. Yeah. Well, it was the end and then we turned the turnaround point. Yeah. And so that was the only thing that was set in stone and planned. But the rest, we were going to plan on camping the whole way across the states. And yeah. we did. And that was really, really fun. And, again, it's one of those things where you see all the cool pictures and you don't <laughs> – it's life. It's basically not really a vacation. It's just doing life in different places. I think that's the beauty of traveling is that you get to do life in different places. Yeah. And – like you said, it just expands your mind, expands your kids' minds to what's out there and what's possible. And it's fun to see what stands out to them as well. Yeah. And what they remember the most as being the best part. It always, I always, I mean, we were recently in Denali National Park, which is millions of acres of wilderness. And, and whenever I'm in the mountains too, I think this, but. Just how small, like you just feel like a little speck. And it, to me, it helps put my quote unquote problems into perspective. And the things that seem so monumental back home are just more manageable in my mind. You know, like take a deep breath, the sun has been rising and setting for thousands of years and it's going to do it again tomorrow. You know, just, just kind of a, a mental refresher Mm -hmm. when you get out of your own little world where things seem or, or can, you know, seem so daunting and overwhelming and so, so important. Mm -hmm. And you step away and you're like, Oh wow. I think I was putting a level of importance on certain things that didn't warrant such a level of importance. Yeah. Another tip I would say is the communication aspect of of traveling. And the first step is just communicating your desire. If if one of you desires to travel, your spouse doesn't know that unless you say it. And so for me, using the road trip as an example, I don't know if you would have ever thought of that. Maybe, but it was something I always wanted to do. I mean, we had done it when our two oldest were babies and so maybe that was enough for you you know in your head i don't i don't know i'm just thinking yeah but you know if you have a desire to go somewhere or experience something to at least let your spouse know because i would have had zero clue that you wanted to go to alaska like that was really cool that you did all that for me because or for us because we both got to experience it but you know, if you hadn't communicated that, I would never have really thought, 
oh, yeah. we should go to Alaska and see the Northern Lights. Yeah, it, it's it's really important not to just hope and pray that they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. everything in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And just... Yeah, don't just go along to get along. You know, you want to... I, I agree. Communicate if there's some something that's you know been in your your mind like oh I would I've always wanted to see this or go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Tell your husband or wife like that's important. Yeah, and then you can work out a plan to make it happen. I really yeah. think that it's important to dream, but it's really important to put some skin in the game as well. Yeah. And like we said, book the plane ticket or the car or whatever yeah. it is. Because we all have watched the first 10 minutes of the movie up. Yes. And we've all cried. <laughs> yes. And that's just the reality of like, I think that they is, did. Yeah. Like that, You, I say that and everyone listening has an emotional response. Yeah. It encapsulates yeah. so much of how we are as humans and why do we always think that we'll do it next year why why is that our natural response is it because we're supposed to live forever yeah we think we have and we think we'll, we'll, we have, we'll that. have more time ah and the whole argument of when life slows down is such a lie it is never going to slow down oh man yep like you you have to be honest and look at something that you really want to do. And and the thing, you know, traveling to another country, for instance, or a different state to visit, it might not seem like a big deal. And you're and maybe that's why you're not pursuing it, because you're like, oh, that's just a dumb little dream. Like it's not that important. I think it's really it is really important. It is really yeah. important to to pursue that and and not just keep pushing it off because something else is going to fill that time and something else is going to take that money. And it's, I don't know, I think experiences are one of the best gifts. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, number one, it's how stronger bonds in your family are formed. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you're doing things together and sometimes that means... You know, you have that memory of yelling at each other in the car, mm-hmm. but then, you know, reconciling later on and working it out. And and because mm-hmm. you went through that hardship together, the bond is stronger. So when the times of celebrating come, when the fun stuff comes, it's that much deeper yeah, and more meaningful because you've been through hard stuff together. And so, you know, when you're laying under the stars and you see the shooting stars, and it's... Mm-hmm. even more meaningful and um, memorable yeah. because you're with the people that mean the most to you in your life. Yeah. What would you say if you have a spouse that absolutely does think it's completely dumb to travel? <laughs> and that is your desire though. Like you really want to go see different places. How yeah. Would you- I, I think, I mean, you could use that scenario for a few different things, not just traveling. Mm. And it would be totally the wrong response for me to respond to you if you're telling me that something's so meaningful to you and I just say that's dumb. Like It's not I, meaningful to you. 
Well, that's that's different. Like me saying it's not meaningful to me is different than me saying it's dumb. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'll use an example. Going to Longwood Gardens is not a thrill for me, except if I'm going with you, mm-hmm. because it's meaningful to you, and because it's meaningful to you, I like to go. Personally, I could never go to Longwood Gardens again in my life, and I'd be fine. I wouldn't miss it. It's pretty. It's nice. Like, I don't dislike it, but if I had a free evening just to myself, I would never go to Longwood Gardens. Yeah. But you love Longwood Gardens. Mm-hmm. You would go there by yourself with friends. You you evangelize for Longwood Gardens. <laughs> you try and get people to go and rope them in. And uh, Yeah. Um, so I think it's important that we at least show some interest in what our spouse is interested in. Um, it doesn't have to be what you do all the time, but... It gives them value. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you're... We're not going to like everything to the same degree as the other person. That's just normal. Like, Yeah. But you can't, like, poo-poo their ideas or what's what they really enjoy. And I think, too, when you when you... When you validate some your spouse and their idea and you pursue that desire for them, eventually I think you can find a lot of joy in that thing. You certainly can gain a deeper appreciation mm-hmm. for whatever it is if you just go and do it with an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I have a great appreciation for all that Longwood Gardens is and the work that goes in, I mean, it's it's incredible what they put together there. Mm-hmm. Um, any more tips? I would say also don't be afraid to dream big. I think we we put such a a box around our dreams and just say like, oh, that's that's ridiculous to think that we go to Thailand and yeah. you know whatever I, yeah. I i actually remember thinking that like that would be way too much and then you just made it happen and so it's just really really cool to express what you would love to do yeah. and maybe it will never happen maybe it won't maybe it just won't happen but it's not because you never talked about it or at least told your spouse that this is a desire i have i would love to see the pyramids like yeah. I want to go to Egypt and I want to go see Machu Picchu. Machu. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is Les Brown who said most people fail not because they aim too high and miss, but because they aim too low and hit. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, we set for whatever reason, there can be a lot of this is, that's another whole other podcast, but we tend to think too small yeah, and set expectations too low. And, you know, it is one thing where if you two are mutually accepting that you love never leaving your hometown and because that that is something we don't relate to because that's not us. But that is we're not trying to tell people if you're not traveling places, there's something wrong. <laughs> like, that's not it. I think that a lot of people don't travel because they don't believe that it's 
possible or they don't think their spouse even wants to. And I guess I would just encourage you to make sure or to open that conversation up and see, like, is there anywhere you've ever wanted to go and you've never been? And it would just be interesting to find that out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, life, life goes by so fast and it is when our loved ones pass, pass away, it is our experiences with them that we talk about. Mm-hmm. The, the times that we went here with so-and-so or we're on the boardwalk with our grandmom or they took us to that miniature golfing place or, you know, we, those, those things that we went and did together, that's what your children and your grandchildren will talk about. And those are some of the deepest impact you can have on those lives is by going and doing those things with them. And, and before you know it, you know, you'll be out of time to, to make those impressions on the lives of the people that mean the most to you. So you have to just make it happen. Mm-hmm. Put it on the calendar. And as I said at the, at the start, buy the ticket, rent the car, reserve the hotel room, and you're just going to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to do your best to set everything up before you leave. But you have to know that. Almost inevitably, there's going to be some little last-minute panic, like, should I really be doing this, you know? Yeah. And you're going to go, and guess what? The world's still going to be turning mm-hmm. when you come back. And Everything's still waiting for you. Yeah. It'll still be there, and you can get right back to it. But, uh, you know, we have certainly seen the value in making that a priority. And even if you're at a stage in life where it can only be for an afternoon, start with that. Mm-hmm. If it can only be for one night. Start with that. You know, I, you know, we totally understand when you have little kids, you can't just, you know, if you're a nursing mom or mm-hmm. there are situations where you can't just go off for days or whatever. But start with where you are and what you can do. And, you know, start with the, the low-budget stuff and make some good memories. And <laughs> it's, a, it's an incredible journey. So thank you for coming with me, Amy. On these mm. sometimes crazy, but most of the time very memorable and, and meaningful trips. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love, I love seeing the world with you. And as Carl would say to Ellie in the movie Up, adventure is out there. <laughs> Let's go.